What's going on, friends of the Rocky Cast? For this episode, I'm going to tell you why this weekend you should go see the movie The Creator. This movie was freaking awesome. So we're going to explain to you, first of all, give you a little bit of an overview of what the movie is about without giving any details of why away. I'm also going to get a little bit into its budget and sort of juxtapose the creator with a lot of Hollywood bullshit that's been coming out lately. And then give you just kind of a little overview of kind of a, uh, a mix of what, what the movie actually entails in terms of what movies it's similar to. So let's give you a little bit of a overview of why you should go see the sci-fi movie, The Creator. It is freaking awesome. So how did this come across my radar screen? If you were to ask me like three weeks ago about this movie, I would have had no idea about it. Zero. Until a friend of mine recommended this particular movie and said that she had seen it. And a friend of hers had actually gone and seen it twice. And I thought, oh my gosh. If you see a movie twice, well, what's that about? And she said that it was a movie, a sci-fi movie, set in the near future in which AI sets off a nuclear bomb in Los Angeles in 2055 and about the resulting conflict between the AI group and the people trying to fight against AI. And kind of my first response was, oh, gosh, that kind of sounds like Terminator 2. But she said it was really, really good. And you should go see it. So my daughter was in town. Uh, or actually, I was visiting my daughter and wanted to go see a movie. And so we went and saw the creator. And it is freaking awesome. You should see it while it's on the big screen. And sort of here's why. Let me give you a little of an overview of who the director is. And a little bit of why this movie is so awesome without giving away any of the details of the plot. The movie was uh, done by a guy named Gareth Edwards, a British filmmaker. You know, the Brits, they're so good at a lot of like theater and film. And I tend to like a lot of, especially the indie British filmmakers. Evidently, he was the um, guy responsible for directing Rogue One, the Star Wars Sequel, which frankly makes me want to go see that movie again. I remember that it was kind of good, but that probably wasn't something I thought about a lot. But then I went and saw this movie, and I'll just give you a little bit of the opening scene. It sets somewhere in Southeast Asia, and then all of a sudden, you see these um, essentially blue lights emerging against a rising from above. And you see these creepy guys coming onto the shore with, with like cave, like spelunking um, lights on their foreheads. And they look really freaking cool. And they're about ready to attack an indigenous village somewhere in Southeast Asia. And this is kind of the first thing that makes this movie so awesome. You know, when you look at a movie, you think about what does it look like? What are the visuals? What is the plot? And how is the acting? So if this movie, you know, like the high school motivational speaker says, if you remember nothing else, remember this one thing. This movie, setting aside its plot and its beautiful acting, 
is just visually stunning. It was done for about $80 million, which of course is a lot of money, but it's not near the amount of a lot of the other Hollywood movies that are coming out, which tend to be between 200 and 225 million, but it doesn't affect the visuals at all. And it was set and filmed on a $4,000 camera. So the movie itself kind of has an indie feel with some high-tech effects. Kind of the most similar that I can see uh, or compare this to in terms of just visual filmmaking is, do you remember the Born Identity, where it was kind of like an indie feel, but yet it had some of the the effects of a, of a Hollywood studio movie? That's exactly the way this movie was. It's set for the most part in L.A., which is where the AI, AI bomb went off, and then in South, somewhere in Southeast Asia, and I believe it was shot in various locations, including Thailand and Vietnam, um, are the, and maybe Cambodia. Beautiful visuals, um, and essentially it is it's just so beautiful to even watch. So this is a movie where you can just sit and be blown away by the visuals. Um, it is it is just gorgeous, like this lush Southeast Asia filmscape. It has wonderful special effects that doesn't even feel like it's artificially created. Everything looks and feels real. And it's almost as if you're in this world in 2055 in which there's this great conflict. What do they call it CGI or something like that where they make these special effects? Or sometimes it can kind of be overdone. And sometimes these movies that get so into CGI, I think they're so technically difficult to make that it gets extremely difficult to be able to actually look at and um, remember the actual plot itself. And I think that's why a lot of these big budget movies suck because all the bandwidth is focused on the special effects, not this one. This one as just a visual masterpiece is beautiful. In terms of kind of the other movies, you know, no movie, I think the goal of every movie is to offer something unique without being quote unquote derivative. You know, when you have a friend that's like in music and they're like, and so and so so derivative of Bob Dylan. Well, we're all derivative of something. The goal is, is to synthesize and weave some of the um, storylines and plots that have come before you and weave them into something new. So if you liked movies like, for example, Blade Runner, obviously Terminator 2 or Terminator franchise, this is kind of what I thought the movie was going to be like, like a Terminator type movie. And it definitely has action sequences, but it's not it's not a Terminator movie. Okay, so so get that out of your head. It has elements of that, but it, it, it does borrow from that AI is going to rule the world type thing issue. And it does borrow from that. But I think it also probably, uh, it, it also borrows from Avatar, you know, James Cameron. I think this Gareth Edwards guy, he's going to be like our generation's James Cameron. He's going to be the guy that does these lush, big budget visual movies. And this might be the type of movie that it's such an effective world building that maybe he does a whole bunch of other movies within this world relating to AI. And it, it very well could be the case that he's just created this visual masterpiece. It also includes elements of like Apocalypse Now and some Vietnam movies. 
So it just kind of incorporates all of these different, I even think, uh, remember that movie in 1980s with the golden child? It even has little elements of that, which is really kind of cool. So visually, it's stunning. That's why I really wanted to get this podcast out to you so you could go see it this weekend. And if you're listening to this into the future and you can see it you know, on your home theater, great. But it is better to see it on the big screen. So I'm hoping you're able to listen to this podcast while it's still out in theaters because it obviously enhances the visual effects to be able to see it on the big screen. Beautifully done. I would say it's it's basically as beautiful as a movie like Avatar. It's that type of world building. I'd say that, that I haven't seen it really compared to Avatar yet, but I, I think it's very similar to that. So visually beautiful plot. The plot was very good. In some ways it was a little bit predictable, but it was this beautiful story between um, the, the, the key protagonist is a guy named um, Sergeant Josh Taylor who was played by John David Washington and his relationship with a little AI um, girl named Alfie played by Madeline Voiles. The other part about this movie is that there's no superstars in the movie. I, you probably won't recognize one person. There was one woman that plays the general, kind of the general badass that's trying to attack the AI. She was like Colonel Frank Fitz's wife in American Beauty. That's probably the, the person that you'll most likely to recognize. This Madeline Voiles has never been in any previous movies at all. So you you might recognize Ken Watatabi, you know, the guy from Last Samurai, like that one of the samurais that Tom Cruise was mentored by in that movie. But for the most part, if you're like me, you will not recognize anyone, which I actually liked. And here, let me give a shout out to the Brits here. Um, British filmmakers don't necessarily like perfectly sculpted um, actors. A lot of, if you watch a lot of British TV or British movies, they have ordinary people with mad acting chops. Certainly they can look really good, but they're mainly focused on their ability to act. But no one's ugly in this particular movie, but they're not, there's no superstars. And maybe that hurt a little bit in terms of its box office appeal. Um, but Nevertheless, it didn't affect the movie at all. The movie is basically about this plot of um, Joshua Taylor going out to capture this evil AI bot that's going to rule the world, and it turns out to be this child. And then the sort of the tables are turned, and the rest of the movie is about him trying to save um, Alfie, this little AI child, um, because she has this ability to control technology with her mind which the military is really concerned about because they have this really cool thing in the sky called, I think it's called like NORAD or something like that, that has the ability to shoot these laser beams down to AI and basically blow shit up. So they're they're really afraid that this little child's going to be able to turn off this big, huge machine that they have in the sky. So the plot, the acting is, is just gorgeous. And then it has, it, it, it's in, in terms of world building. So I talked about all the different sort of influences, Blade Runner, Apocalypse Now, Avatar, um, you know, all these different previous Star Wars, even a little bit of Rogue One, a little bit of Star Wars. It has elements of all of those, but it really is something unique. And that's when you know you finally got something good. And then I would just basically finally conclude with 
you know, so much of Hollywood today, like one of the things my daughter has talked about is it's either a biopic like Oppenheimer or it's like the 75th sequel of something else. I think this gets into the budget. I, I think in fairness to Hollywood, these movies are like $225 million. So if you're investing that kind of coin, you're not going to want to lose. So you basically have to base it on franchises that have worked in the past. That's why you get Guardians of the Galaxy 5, which I'm a sucker for. I have to go see like the fifth one or Transformers or whatever the or even the Wasp, the Ant-Man ones. I think those are really good. But you can see why Hollywood does that. These movies are so freaking expensive. But the problem with that is there's nothing really original. And these movies focus so much on budget that they kind of lose sight of the reason to go to a movie, which is the storytelling. And this is something that the creator gets. It ultimately is a story. And as beautiful as it is, as masterful as the, the sci-fi, uh, the technology is integrated into the story, it's, it, it stands as a great story. I think it could have functioned even without the, even if it weren't a sci-fi movie, it was just a great story about a man, and a little child trying to survive against forces that are trying to overwhelm them. And then the mother creator of our, you know, kind of the search for this, this lost mother. So it's just, it does so many things so well. And in this world in which, you know, there's so much going on, there's so much conflict, um, there's so much hate that is, prevalent in the world it's so nice to see a movie that kind of explores a lot of these concepts and of course it's very topical you know we have this situation of ai like are we all going to be taken over by ai bots um so that's why i wanted to cover this particular movie it hits so many different things and hopefully you can like go and watch it and feel good about yourself to say like oh my god i'm supporting indie filmmaking because if it doesn't get better numbers, we're going to get more shit that comes out of Hollywood. So consider it your duty, number one, to go watch the movie. And number two, like tell your grandma. To, and it pretty much you can go with your grandma or your daughter. I, it pretty much you probably don't want to go with like your four year old. But basically, I'd say probably like 10 and above or maybe 12 and above. There are there is some violence, but nothing too gory. Um yeah, maybe yeah, maybe 12 and above, but it it really does cover every age. The other thing on the night that we went to this movie, everything else was like this horror movie shit. I, I just can't stand that stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I okay, this is an aside, but I have no idea why people are so freaking interested in like watching people be tortured. If you find that entertaining. I'm just the only way, like sometimes, like if it's kind of comedic, maybe I can watch it. But just like to watch people getting tortured, sorry, that's not something I'm really a big fan of. So maybe that's just on me, but I I, I don't enjoy that. So um, this was not a movie involving torture or like, you know, the Holly Texas Chainsaw Massacre 35. Every other movie I had no desire to see. They're all like Saw 5 and a whole bunch of other total bullshit. So go watch The Creator because we do need to support filmmaking that's actually decent. You know, it seems like it's either total big, huge blockbuster awesome movies 
or super spare indie films. And my problem with indie films is I love some of the indie films, but you never kind of know like which one's just going to be like totally boring. And so you're like, oh, am I really going to invest two hours of my time in something that I don't know that it's going to be good? Like one of the things with the Hollywood movies, well, you know, it's going to be pretty good normally. So it's going to be have a degree of being entertaining. And this particular movie is, it is entertaining. I think it's original. It's fresh. It is visually stunning. Um, the technology, the way they synthesize the technology. Um, I it, it Just go watch it. Would you please go watch it? Go watch The Creator, a movie by Gareth Edwards. So that's it for this episode of The Rockney Cast. I hope I've convinced you um, to go ahead and watch this particular movie go into the theaters it'll be way better if it's in the theory in the in the theater but also make sure that you continue to give me positive reviews on apple spotify and all places where podcasts are heard support independent podcasting by colorful creative lawyers in uh, various portions of iowa this can be your effort to support moi so i can continue to put on high quality content on the Rockney cast. I think in my upcoming episodes, I'm going to continue to do some stuff on health and politics. I, I'm going to try to theorize what the hell's going on in Washington, DC. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to unparse this for you and try to help you figure it out. But I have to say that I'm a little bit puzzled by what's going on. I, I have some theories I'll probably work on. I'll probably bash some national Republicans like Mike Pence that I think are part of the reason why we got this problem in the first place. Ryan DeSantis. Um, some of the Democrats, I think they bear a lot of responsibility here too. But I do, I do admit that all these people are, you know, they got skin in the game. They're out there in the public, um, which has a lot of rewards. But it, it's it's also difficult too to be a public figure. And so, you know, I, I do give kudos to everyone out there that's at least trying to trying to serve the country in a way, um, you know, in which they're out front taking arrows from everyone else. Why people like me, the podcasting community. Um, critique. Who knows? Maybe at some point I'll get back into it. But at least at this point, I'm very, very happy being a colorful podcaster. So that's it for this episode of the Rockney Cast. I got to get to work. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful, productive day. And I hope you go watch The Creator this weekend with your mom, with your grandma, with your cousin, with your daughter, with your, um, with whomever whomever you want to go watch it with, go watch The Creator. It is, I'm probably going to go see it again, but I don't know, not this weekend, because I'm going to go watch the Hawkeyes play Wisconsin. But um, I think you definitely got to go watch this movie. It is freaking awesome. So that's it for this episode of The Rockney Cast. Um, until next time, you and I see each other on The Rockney Cast.